All right, it's recording now. Yep. Sorry, nerds. We're having a we're having a technical difficulties. What are you talking about, Eric? They're never gonna know about this. Yeah, they are. Why Every, is it always I've... the the crew in Atlanta? Huh? Because <laughs> it's Atlanta. Uh huh. We can't. Atlanta loves drama. That's why. Okay. That's why I'm These leaving. The technical issues you're looking for. If only if it was that simple. But okay. Uh, let's try this again. All I was gonna do was just wrap this part up so we could get to the nerd chat part. If it okay. cuts out again, it's the universe saying it doesn't want you to wrap up them. Uh, uh, the Fantastic Four. I don't have any other news about the Fantastic Four. That's Johnny all Storm is ticked off, and he's messing with the with the <laughs> troposphere, the magnetosphere. <laughs> Leave it alone. You'll get your chance. You will talk about him, or you will not be allowed to continue. Go. Yeah. <laughs> We're going now where we got the chance. What's funny <laughs> is when I read the headline for the for the Fantastic Four thing, I was like, oh. Four fantastic writers are joining something at Marvel. Um, no, fantastic four writers, not fantastic four writers. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, at least you're, you're halfway there. They got two fantastic writers. <laughs> I just work here, man. Don't ask me. <laughs> I never claim to be the sharpest okay. in the box. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So, segueing away. Okay, so if you want to stay up to date with any other sci-fi or fantasy news, damn it, <laughs> get it from the top. <laughs> Shut up, Eric. All that time to reset, and that's what Come we on. got? Come on, man. <laughs> it's, so, it's so much easier when you're just in the flow of things. It just goes naturally, but once you don't... Don't nod your head. Shut up, Eric. Just <laughs> shut up. Okay. And you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna block all your faces so you can stop looking at me judgingly. Because I can't perform when I'm under this sort of pressure from the three of you. You know that's not gonna stop us though. Hold on. <laughs> now he's just dropping his mic. <laughs> but not intentionally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll look at us, but we don't get to look at him. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the Stories for Nerds podcast. Big episode. Here are your hosts for SFN. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to episode 7.19 of the Stories for Nerds podcast, the show featuring a group of sci fi and fantasy authors who not only love to discuss the latest adventures in books, TV, film, and video games, and anime, and all other forms of nerdy entertainment, but they also read and collaborate on stories as well. And I have the pleasure of being here with Scott Parkin. Howdy, howdy. Eric Johnson. Hola. And Raphael M. Jordan. 
Thank you very much, Miss Goldsmith. So, for folks, this is if this is your first time being on the podcast, welcome, welcome, and you are coming aboard one of our typical nerdy chat episodes where we just kind of talk up shop about all the latest nerdy stuff that we've been up to since our previous meetups. But of course, after this and a couple of weeks from now, we will be doing our story by nerd sense where we do those collaborations. But in this case, uh, before we get into our nerdy chat aspect of the episode uh, we always like to get updates on the authors on the panel and seeing what they've been up to on the writing front of things so starting with you miss goldsmith what have you been up to since our last meetup with writing well i am in pre-production on my next epic series <laughs> can i get out your system huh yeah, you know, I'll tell you, it's really stupid to work on another epic series. Like, you know, any logical, business-minded writer would be like, don't do this. I mean, I mean, obviously, like, epic series are very hard to sell. They're a huge time investment. They're a huge time sink. Could take me another 10 years for all I know to write this one. Um, you know, How and many um, books are going in this series? I'm more than one. I don't know how many, but my definition is at least three um yeah it, it's a big world big story um big theme like like it's set up for large storytelling is so, it going to be fantasy sci-fi or sci-fi fantasy it's actually going to be fantasy i'm actually wading into fantasy waters i know i know i really i've just been tempted to for a long time yeah yeah yeah, so I mean, I, I've been wanting to write this one for a very long time, and it's kind of like, I guess ever since I had cancer, I was just kind of like, well, you know, you never know when you're going to die. There's no time like the present. <laughs> just do Thanks, it. Thanks, Abby. That's not morbid at all. <laughs> I, I can't help but being morbid. <laughs> I grew up in New England. I mean, well, yeah. Wow, what does New England have to do with anything? That's a New ton Hampshire of cemeteries. For the win. Right, yeah. I mean, anyone from New England knows how many cemeteries there are there and how many ghost stories, you know. <laughs> it's a very morbid area of the country. That's where Stephen King comes from. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> that explains a lot. I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, it's it's going to be awesome. Um I've had this idea kind of cooking in the back of my mind for a long time. So right now I'm kind of just fleshing out the premise. And of course I've already got more than enough to run with for the first book. Okay. Um, yeah. Like it's a little more open ended than the Torth series, which is going to be interesting. Uh, it's still going to be like, they have to defeat the evil empire. So there's still an end game in mind. Um, but how they're going to do it. I don't have as clear a picture on as I did with the Torth. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy. We're figuring out that's part of the fun. Yeah. Very, very cool. And what about you, Mr. Park, and where are you up to on the running front? Um, this time I spent more time uh, being um, executive editor of my own publishing company and working with an author on a book that he's that I'm going to do of his. Um, so, you know, working on writing, just not my writing. Okay. Uh, can can you 
uh, share who this author is? Or Sure. His name is uh, J. Scott Bronson. I've published one of his, actually two of his pieces before. Um, I run a very small regional publishing company called Arc Point Media. Um, How come we're now just hearing about this? <laughs> I don't know. I talked about it before, I think. So what? anyway, yeah, Scott sent me a book that I like and I want, and I'm working with him on a couple of small um, revisions in terms of developmental editing, and off we go. Dude, that's so freaking cool. So uh, do, do you edit as well, or do you have an editor? Uh, hmm. My wife and I are a two-person shop. Okay. Um, I select and market. Uh, she edits and produces. Um, yeah. So she, you know, she, we don't do heavy copy editing, but I'm functioning as acquisitions editor slash content editor. So. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. Developmental editor, however you want to think of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so do you only focus on certain genres, or is it just any story? Nope. That I've done a mainstream novel. I've done some science fiction and fantasy. Um, I haven't done any romance yet, but you know, I'm open if I get a title I like. Right. I'm just a small regional publisher focusing on uh, Intermountain West authors, and uh, and there you are. Dude, that's that's what's up, man. That's pretty. That's cool. cool. Yeah. And in my case, um, I'm going back to that sci-fi. I'm still working on that sci-fi standalone uh, story from from way back then. Um, I usually make a rule not to revisit or or not to backtrack on the stuff that's been written prior uh, from uh, what I've done so far and everything. Uh, but given the fact that I haven't written in so long and I kind of forgot what I wrote, <laughs> I kinda, I'm actually going, I, I actually had to go back and be like, okay, wait a minute. Um, so what happens in this scene? I mean, I, I of course, I understand the overall premise of the story and the outline and everything. But I mean, the outline and doing the manuscript, it, it's a completely different different rodeo and stuff so I, I need to actually go back and see exactly how that how i got from point a to point b uh and, and so forth um to that end um i'm enjoying what i've been reading so far and that's one of the best things <laughs> so that's a sure thing they always say only write the stories that you would want to read and so uh, the fact that i'm actually like enjoying whatever it whatever you gotta it. love it when you go back and read a story of yours that you haven't looked at in a while and you find yourself engaged in the reading exactly exactly yeah. Ooh, like, i wonder like, what i did next right yeah yeah <laughs> well like when you get to that point where you actually start to turn off the critical thinking and you're just starting to read for the point of re for the sake of reading it's like oh oh wait right wait right 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 focus 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 so to that end i mean like I said, um, for, for, for those who aren't writers and just uh, uh, readers, we, we've always had this, we've always been told to write the stories that we wouldn't want to read. Because if we don't enjoy what we're writing, why would anyone enjoy reading them? So um, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, still got a, a decent ways to go to get to that 
point where I left off because, like I said, I gotten I got so far into uh, the story before I stopped and everything. So it, it it's gonna be a while till I get there. But to that end, it is helping me. Um, it it has helped with going back and revisiting what I was like setting up and just seeing a lot of those uh, kind of key points and a lot of those scenes where I know I'm really, really building up the tension and stuff. Because I, I really didn't even get to the climax of the story, but I was really building up the situation. And it's supposed to be more of a sci-fi thriller than an action-adventure. But, um, yeah, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but before we get into our nerdy chat, we also like to do some sci-fi and fantasy book recommendations along with updates in nerd culture. So how about we dabble into that a little bit? Starting with our first book recommendation, uh, actually we got just some Amazon, ex- some Amazon exclusives this time around. So the first one that we got is The Secret of Giza uh, from the Quan Thrillers book one. Uh, when Malia Kwan exhibits unusual abilities, government agencies show up at her home to apprehend her and her twin brother, Jaden, and all hell breaks loose. After their parents are killed, Jaden and Malia flee into the night, becoming refugees. Uh, excuse me, becoming fugitives. Before long, they discover their true identities are tied to the lost city of Atlantis and to the origins of humanity itself. And now a threat emerges that could wipe out the entire human race unless Jaden and Malia can stop it. So once again, this is The Secret of Giza. This is part of the Quan Thrillers series. And this is available exclusively on Amazon. Okay, next book recommendation that we have is called Blast Off. A fun science fiction lit RPG adventure. And this is from the Interstellar Online series. So if Cassidy Delgado's latest MMO flops, this will work her career. And as the multiplayer game's product manager, she's determined to be among the first to test out the new cutting-edge sensual suit. But when her in-game spaceship is infected by hackers, she discovers she's carrying a sinister malware payload. Trying to navigate a virtual arena of sexy AIs and secret quotas ceremonies, Cassidy desperately returns to the physical realm for help. But with a jerk kidnapping her parents and blackmailing her to release the destructive code, her software dream can soon turn into a hardware nightmare. Now, can this reluctant ultra gamer save her company and loved ones before real blood spills? Blast off! It's a crunchy first book in the expensive interstellar online RPG, excuse me, lit RPG series. If you like hilariously wild words, detailed stat blocks, and intricate game systems, then you'll love D.B. Gooden's High Flying Tale. Once again, this is Blast Off from the Interstellar Online series from author D.B. Gooden, and this is available on Amazon. Alrighty. What else do we got in some other nerdy news? Oh, uh, Will Smith is back uh, in, in, in the media spotlight again. And this time, it's not for slapping anyone. It's because he's actually making a movie 
uh, it's a new film from Marvel direct from a Marvel director. Um, so, according to Geek Tyrant, Will Smith has jumped on board a new film project that will pro- produce and most likely star. In. It's uh, wow, that was a typo. Sorry. <laughs> I I think it was supposed to be a capital Will because like there's Will in here twice, but uh, anyway, he's on board for a new series that he will produce and most likely stars. It's titled Brilliance and is based on the book by Marcus Sakey. So Smith is also teaming up with Miss Marvel director Charmaine. Oh my God, Obey Shinoe. So, so, so sorry for butchering that if I did. <laughs> but, but teaming up with them on the project. So apparently this is a passing project from Smith and producer and writer Akiva Goldsman, who uh, he worked together on iRobot, I Am Legend, and Hancock. So in the story, uh, if 1% of the world's children were born with super power or, or powerful gifts, how would society adapt to them? The Brilliance Novel Trilogy is set in a future where non-neurotypical people demonized by society as twists or abnorms are threatening the status quo of the normal population with their unique gifts. They are officially labeled as Brilliance, are carefully tracked by the government. So if Smith stars in, if he stars in the film, he will play the hero of the story, Nick Cooper, a federal agent who works for the Department of Analysis and Response. His job is to track down and terminate criminal abnorms who use their gifts for ill. So the agent himself is abnorm with a gift for predictive analysis that allows him to see what will happen before it happens and react permanently. Uh, so that's a uh, dang. What was that? What was that freaking Tom Cruise movie that came out? Minority Report. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like uh, yeah, I, I got a Minority Report back from that. Thank you. Uh, so he is also the father of a brilliant daughter. Um, there's a lot more information about this upcoming film, but if you want to check that out, be sure to look up our show notes. Uh, that you can find in the show note links. Okay, and last bit of nerdy news. We finally have a writer for the Fantastic Four MCU film. So Marvel Studios enlists Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer to write Fantastic Four. Uh, They are going to debut uh, Marvel's first family in the MCU as an assembling of a team. So the highly anticipated debut of a Marvel's first family into the MCU didn't come away with any major news at uh, the latest D3, uh, excuse me, D23 Expo. Um, however, according to Deadline, compliments of IO9, uh, the Fantastic Four has already had scribes hard at work on a script. So writers Jeff Kaplan and Ian, Ian Springer have been officially announced as Marvel Studios' choice for screenwriters on the Phase 6 launching franchise. So, um, Matt Shankman of WandaVision, who was at the 23 Expo as an audience member when Kevin Feige pointed him out to simply confirm him as the film's director and makes a point that we weren't getting any Fantastic Four casting news. So apparently, come on board after Kaplan and Springer. 
So the deadline pretty, uh, excuse me, the deadline piece detailed insiders at the writing duo have actually been involved with the film for some time, even before Shockman was tapped as director, and have been outlining where the next series of films will fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe alongside Marvel Studio President Kevin Feige. Uh, Kaplan, Springer, and Shockman will now come together to align their visions for this project before Kaplan and Springer dive into writing this script. Uh, Want to dive into that a little bit more? Again, you can check that out in our show notes. So if you want to stay up to date with sci-fi and fantasy book recommendations, along with updates in nerd culture, be sure to check out for the storiesfornerds.com website, along with our social media outlets, that being our Twitter page, our Facebook group, and our SFN Tales page. You can also subscribe... Ah, damn it! We're doing it live! We're doing it live! We're going on! <laughs> you can also subscribe. 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 Sorry, we're just... <laughs> just go. Just go. Just go. You can also subscribe to our newsletter where you can get nerdy updates on a regular basis along with exclusive prizes like featured excerpts and short stories from our feature storytellers of the past. And you can also support... <laughs> you can also support us financially by going to our Patreon page. We're going to get all good episodes along with our story by Nerd Statements in their entirety. <laughs> Live it in your head rent free. <laughs> I'm glad there's no video of this. We are never going to video. Do you want me to read it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm just gonna rec- I'm just gonna record that on my own free time. <laughs> Maybe I'll never record it again. Maybe it's just gonna be an automatic filler from here on out. Kind of like how the music is. Nice. <sighs> anyway. Beyond the technical difficulties and the Raphael difficulties, we're now going to move on to our Nerdy Chat episode. Woo! Yeah. We did it, guys. We did it. We made it. My God. (laughs) All right, Abby. (laughs) What have you been up to since last week? All right, let's see if I can get through this without any internet averages. Not to there. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. It's great. Don't don't worry. It's okay. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Please, by all means. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've just been reading our giant epic book series. Just constantly reading it. What? It's all gone terribly wrong. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I will not put up with this verbal abuse any longer. (laughs) 
For the viewers who can't see, Raph is pouting. I see it. Oh, I mean, you're right. The viewers, right? Yeah. I'm not pouting. Um. <laughs> oh, you're doing a good simulation. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sideways glance out the window way over there <laughs> in the desert forest. Funny enough, there's no window this way I'm looking, so uh, that doesn't really help. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, blinks in the other direction. Oh, no, we're about to yeah, cut out again. over there, so I'm just going to pout. And, yeah, no, I'm just going to... Damn it! Suddenly, my window's right pout. there, which is the problem. So. Any art way. Abby, what have you been up to on the nerdy front of things since our last meetup? Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I've been... I've continued to read the Wandering In series, which is a gigantic lit rpg or game lit uh series of books by pirate abba and it's it's massive it's bigger than like the wheel of time it's bigger than my series which is saying something um it's just a lot of book (laughs) a lot of audiobook um each book is like 60 hours which is a lot of listening and i'm on book five I was going to say, because I think the last time you mentioned it, you're on book three, I think? Probably, yeah. Yeah, right now I'm about 28 hours into book five. So I'm really enjoying it. I Obviously, I'm, I'm having a blast listening to these. Um, I will say, like, the beginning, the book one, the first kind of half of book one is a little amateur, and it's a little shaky, and it's a little hard to connect with the main character, because she kind of comes across like a clueless derp derp girl. Um, which is not, you know, like, like it depends on how, yeah, like how high a tolerance do you have for like a weird anime girl, basically. Um, and yeah, and the, the thing is, here, here's the thing, like the way I see it, because my husband's reading it too now. Um, and he was, he was like ready to quit. He's like, I can't stand this girl. She's too stupid. You know, and I, I was like, okay, well, here's the thing. You've got to think of her like Forrest Gump. Like she's she's basically Forrest Gump in this world, like she's she's like clueless and she makes all kinds of mistakes, but things just keep happening to her. Like all the stuff centers around her, all the stuff happens to her. She bumps into all the right people, all the right events, gets all the right level ups, and she's just like derp a derp. Oh, I'm super strong now. Derp a derp. So ooh, I won this. Gamer? What's that? Is she even a gamer? No. No, she plays chess. She's a she's like uh she's kind of like the Queen's Gambit girl. Okay. Well, so a derpy chess player. Right. Yeah, so she's like her she's very much like like Rain Man with chess. You know, she's just a really great chess player, but she's dumb as rocks for everything else. So <laughs> So she's like, "Oops, I made a mistake again. Whoops, I made another mistake." But you know, Anyway, so so she's got like her one superpower, which is she's like a very good tactician. Um, but all, that's all she's good at, you know. Anyway, but she's not the only character. She's not the only main character. She's she's the first character you're introduced to in book one. Um, and then I'd say about like midway through book one, there's another main character introduced who's much smarter and more likable. Um, <laughs> and and so that's kind of the character you start rooting for. Um, and then there's more characters that you you root for. And it's a lot of fun. It's a very fun series where it's like, it's very much a fantasy world. Um, 
and I'm, I'm gonna apologize right now if you're hearing all these beeping sounds that's my oh you don't okay good all right well excellent um anyway um yeah um yeah so so like it's it's just like i'm just gonna say it's a lot of fun because it's like people from our world from our modern world are just getting sucked into this ludicrously hardcore like game of thrones slash wizard of oz type of world (laughs) where it's like everything's at war and there's like all kinds of different alien species and they're all like you know entangled in these giant political battles and then you got these like kind of dumb americans that just like oh we can level up cool well your world's like a game you know and then of course everyone's like you think our world's a game you know so (laughs) it's like how dare you yeah so (laughs) but of course all these gamers like know secrets of the world that the the people in the world don't know so that like for instance they they know that like if you have um multiple classes it kind of maxes out your level ups so they're they're like okay like if you have like you can keep getting classes depending on how good you are at things and then you can keep earning levels um but if you have too many classes the levels are spread out across more classes so you can't become very high high level in any one class whereas if you just focus on one class you can become very high level in it um and so that's that's like a big secret where the people in the world don't know this most of the people in the world are lucky if they get up to level 30 you know and and there's like the people from our world are like well there probably are 100 levels you know so (laughs) so you know it's it's just kind of funny it's cute it's like the people from our world have a leg up just because they know all this stuff that the the people in this world don't know because they're a bunch of gamers they're they're like a bunch of young people that just got sucked into this world (laughs) but it's it's a lot of fun um you know and it, it it runs the whole range people from all different countries are getting sucked in from all different nationalities from like all different like walks of life and so you got dumb people smart people um hardcore gamers totally clueless people that have no clue what they're doing um you know and and they've all got some of them have iphones or android phones and um they start like like they figured out that you can use magic to recharge your iphone (laughs) so (laughs) figuring out yeah so so it's like it's really funny you know they, they've got like like some of them have gadgets that, that got sucked in with them um and so but to the people in that world it's all magic so yeah so it, it's just it's just really cute um <laughs> recharging their iphones in the game not oh, <laughs> got it so my main thought was like well if they're trapped in this game where where are they even gonna get a signal well, that's the thing is they don't have a signal. However, there was a mage academy, and the, the, some dude who got sucked into the mage academy figured out how to wire their iPhones together magically. So, oh. so however, there's like some dark mage that also is listening in and might be like trying to suck people into. They want they want to learn how to make nukes, of course. So they're like trying to get like you know, exactly like knowledge from our world. They're like, well, like there's like the big power players in this world want to know how to make um, guns, tanks, nuclear weapons, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're, but of course, most of the people who got sucked in have no clue how to make any of that stuff. They're just like, well, our world has all kinds of things, but we don't know how to make it. Right. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so they come across like clueless idiots. But of course, you know, there's, there's a few actual smart people that were like majoring in electrical engineering or like 
you know, ma majoring in something useful that are, you know, they're like, if we tell anyone here, it might turn into a bloodbath. So we need to keep this a secret. And they're like, don't tell anyone what I know. Don't tell them that I'm from the other world. And like, you know, it's, it's like turning into this big, crazy, like, Whoa. yeah. And then there's all those NPC. <laughs> oh, wait, different story. Different story. Yeah. But what, yeah, what I'm liking about this one is it's really very big world, very big, um, all kinds of different crazy factions and different crazy different like basically species so it's got like your typical dwarves and orcs and that sort of thing and trolls but then it's also got like all kinds of other stuff it's it's like doula hands which are like people that can remove their heads um and uh frailings which are little six inch tall people and things like that so it's got like it's got like all kinds of like weird you, like you don't know what what's going to pop up next you're like oh my gosh like like that's ridiculous you know centaurs they're like oh it's like so hard to be a battlefield medic because centaurs weigh so much and <laughs> it's like, like like the problems they're facing are just like oh of course yeah there's <laughs> no, that's your iphone yeah then the iphone thing is really funny because like you know, all, most of the people in the world are like, what sort of a magical object is that? Can I touch it? You know, and they're like, uh, maybe. And they're like, you know, so of course, like the people in the world are starting to get like suspicious about iPhones and all this other technology. And they're like, oh, really? What can we do with this? We you know, so Wi-Fi, Wizard-Fi. Right, right. Yeah, like, <laughs> like there, apparently um, there's a repair spell that will just recharge the iPhone. And that's, that's like a low-level mage spell. So all these kind of dumb Americans or whatever are running around trying to get wizards to do the repair spell on their iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, like the mages are getting suspicious. Like, what are these iPhones? You know, <laughs> so. they're listening to us. sounds a little similar to that anime that I watched a couple of years ago called Gade where it was a similar premise where it was more military than it, it wasn't it didn't fall like the lit RPG like genre, but it was more. It did have like that fantasy element. It was pretty much like this: this dimension invaded Japan, and this invasion did not go anywhere near the way that they were expecting it to. Because, well, they're you know they they sent out like like monsters and and dragons and stuff. But hey, we got Apaches. And are pretty, 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 pretty um um thorough with what they do and stuff. So uh, we do a counter attack, and so we Etsy was like, "Wait, you can't do that. We're gonna evade you guys." And um, so when they see our helicopters and stuff, they're thinking they're these metal dragons and, and everything, and, and like they uh, we actually send like troops. Well, Japan they actually send like troops in to like negotiate like peaceful terms and stuff, and. They're so enamored by like how well the the soldiers even treated because I mean this is the twenty first century, and so when they are when they're like going to uh, when when the people from the other world when they're going to uh, when they send like ambassadors and and and, and like uh, and royalty to to their uh, camps and stuff they're looking at the beds and the showers and the food that they have and they're like. You guys are. Why is everyone here like eating like royalty? Like, like, like this. You're, you're. Yeah. Because they taste so good. 
no, no. no. <laughs> but, mm. but yeah, it, it's that it's just that similar concept, like where like they see our advanced technology and they're like, "What type of wizardry? What type of magic is this?" And stuff. So that's yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah. Like that, that clash of like like one of the the parts I'm reading right now, which is so cool. It's like there's like this one continent which is just crazy war torn. There's zombies rising up from the dead like every five seconds, and it's like it's just like this nonstop giant battle continent okay and like there's some people that got sucked in there and, and one of them um was going to med school <laughs> she's like she's like there's no doctors or hospitals and they're like yeah you just use healing potions and she's like well you know like like what happens if you run out of healing potions like oh you just die then and she's just like, yeah, yeah and she's you know and then you get raised up as a zombie and then you have to shoot him again and <laughs> she's like she's like well you know like, I, like, that's not cool. Like, I'm going to try to be a, a doctor. And so she she's, like, desperately trying to teach them things like hygiene and, like, basics about medicine. And, yeah. and she starts leveling up as a doctor. She gets, like, the doctor class. And it's like, congratulations, you're the doctor class, level four. You know, and <laughs> she's like, oh. And uh, it's just funny because it's like nobody in this world's ever heard of a doctor. And she starts getting, like, basically super healing powers because the game world interprets it as like, wow. that's what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> no, that sounds like a lot of fun. I, I definitely might need to check that one out. But it's like trial by fire. Cause she's just like bombarded with like dying people constantly. She's like, ah, you know, <laughs> I took the Hippocratic oath. I don't know what to do. Oh. And it's like all these different species, you know, it's like, like a dying, like fairy or something. She's like, oh, how do you do that? So, <laughs> how many books are in this series or it's still like ongoing right it's not it's not finished yet it's actually ongoing i i haven't gotten to where he is or she is i don't know what gender the writer is um but yeah i haven't gotten i think they're currently on book eight writing book eight but um Yep, it's an ongoing, giant, epic, humongous series. It's it's really big. Like I have to just stress that it's like probably the biggest series I've ever seen. Wow. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, readers and listeners who have been warned, uh, if you if you dive into that, uh, get ready for get ready for an investment. But it sounds like a good investment, though. I am really enjoying it. Like I, I, yeah, I'll just like mention again. The first book is a little iffy. That fir- that first main character, you're just like, ah, oh, she is derpy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's all to good purpose. And right. if you just think of her as Forrest Gump, you'll you can get over get past that part. Yeah. Right on, on Forrest. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, any other nerdy stuff you've been up to? Oh, just not much at all. I mean, I, I watched the first three episodes of Rings of Power, um, but I think I told you guys about that. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. I'm not going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I mean, I'm going to give it a kind of, eh. I'm show. not, yeah, like I'm not invested enough to like binge watch it. Um, like, you know, the fourth episode came out and I'm, I haven't watched it yet. I'm just kind of enjoying the books more um, gotcha. that I'm reading, but uh, I'll watch it eventually. Yeah, probably. So in your case, I, I, I think it's like it's not necessarily horrible or, or awful. It's just right now, it's it's just not enough to like be like a 
a page turner or like one of those much watched shows. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful to look at, but um I'm not really feeling invested. And the general consensus from what I've heard. So Yeah. yeah. All right, very well. And then what about you, Scott? What have you been up to on the nerdy front? I'll try to quick hit it so I don't take up too much time. Um, watched Moon Knight on Disney. Oh, yes, uh, you got Disney Plus. Yes. I dropped something else and got Disney Plus Hulu. So, And really enjoyed it. it it's a slow start. Mm-hmm. Uh, the premise is really fascinating once it gets going around episode four out of six so for what it's worth um watched one called on netflix called hellbound i think that is a spectacular series and um Mystical events, supernatural events are occurring. Big giant floating head appears, announces the day and time of your death. And then when that day and time comes, giant hulking brutes come through and kill you. Which causes basically an ecstatic religious cult to form around the idea that these are angels executing divine punishment. Spoke about that last time. Yeah, I started, you know, and I, I didn't talk about it during the episode, but right. I think it's spectacular. Um, it's a deconstruction of uh, kind of televangelism that's not specifically a deconstruction of Christianity. It's a deconstruction of, of commercialized religion in general and how people make things up to explain things that they can't otherwise explain and how very attached they get to those explanations when there are better explanations to be had. So I think it's really good. I highly recommend it. It's a Korean uh, show. So for what it's worth on a big change of pace, after watching a lot of very violent, very dark stuff, watch something on Netflix called bee and puppy cat. Wow, is that silly. It's an animation. Wow, is it dumb. Wow, is it exactly what I needed right then. Okay, moving on. And I'll let Eric or someone else talk about this one more. Cyberpunk, Edge Runners. No. Having not played the game and having no clue whatsoever what this is about. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. That's all you do. I watched it. I really quite enjoyed it. Uh it's what you expect, right? It's dark, it's violent, it's hyper-violent. There's a lot of banter, a lot of semi-created characters. That's okay. The premise is interesting. It's visually very entertaining. And it ends up slightly different place than you expect it to. So I would recommend it. We can discuss it later. Yeah, but um, um, to that end, I, I've heard nothing but great things about it. And yeah. I... Just recently canceled my subscription to Netflix because I was like, well, you know, I'm going to wait for there to be like a good plethora of shows for me to watch and now resubscribe to it. And and that and a couple of other shows have been like, well, well, dang it, I just unsubscribed and now I'm going to have to get right back in because I definitely want to check that one out. There have been a couple of game ad- adaptations recently that were actually quite good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Early game adaptations, not so much. But recently, actually, arguably, the adaptations are 
you know, at yeah. least equal to the game, if not superior in many ways. Well, well, I was about to say, in this case, I think it'd be one of those cases where the the show is superior to Cyberpunk. Because, well, I mean, everyone was really anticipating Cyberpunk to be like that game that defined like the generation of consoles yeah. at the time. But when it came out, there was like so many like issues with it. And from what I hear, they've, they're, they're trying to make a turnaround and clean it up, but to that end, the initial perception of this show has just been nothing but but stellar from 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 what I've heard from pretty much all 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 sources and all people who watched it. Like, and it's like one of those cases like where you don't have to be familiar with the cyberpunk universe, or or you you don't have to play the game in order to appreciate it. Yes. And that's the key, because I, I know that the game exists. I've seen advertisements for it. I have played exactly zero minutes of zero demos, have no clue for the game, and quite enjoyed the series. It stands alone. It's self-consistent. I liked it. Great. Um, second half of Bastard came out on uh, Netflix. More over-the-top silliness. Um it's just entertaining. If you like that sort of thing, it's silly, it's stupid, it's retro, it's sexist, it's horrible in all possible ways, and really fun. So, <laughs> and it does leave the sequel potential wide open. So, it does end though, but it leaves the potential wide open. Okay. Um, so, I watched today a flick called Drifting Home which is an animation, um, and I'm not going to go into too many details. The basic idea is an abandoned apartment building. Some kids get trapped in the building and wake up from a nap to discover that they're floating in their apartment building. It's like a giant boat floating in an endless sea, and they're trying to figure out how to get back to, to reality. Recriminations, so anger, you know, a little bit of, of Lord of the Flies-ishness going on. Some very dark issues, some very fluffy issues, very uneven. Um, a lot of the, this is something that's happening a lot in modern animated movies, where there's a lot of flashy action that doesn't actually mean anything, that isn't really tied to much other than rapid color, and there's a huge amount of that. It gets to some very dark issues, um, and ultimately touches on none of them well. So it, it's a nice feel movie. I won't say feel good, but it's a feely movie. And if you like that sort of thing, I was frustrated by it because it suggested a great deal more than it delivered on, in my opinion. Um, and then finally, I just started after that a uh, show on Netflix called The Imperfects. We'll see how that works out. Um, there's genetic drift that's leading to what amounts to mutants. And uh, this group of three people who have been experimented on and now may have been abandoned by their creator. Uh, we'll see. I've never seen a trailer for that. It looked interesting. It's an interesting premise. It's got a little bit of Netflix disease in that Everyone's snappy, mean. Oh. Eh. No one to root for. It's a character thing, and I get what they're doing, but at some point, everyone being an over-the-top, capable person with a bad attitude 
gets a little one note ish for me. Um, so, and that's my media consumption for the period. Very cool. How about you, Eric? What are you up to since our last meetup? Um, so I actually not watched much anime, but I did watch RRR, which is uh, the highest made, highest costing right? Bollywood movie. Yes. Yeah. And I will say it was enjoyable. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the songs were extremely catchy. Um, the story actually had some really good parts where I, where, I mean, Graf and I were watching it. I remember this parts we were cracking other parts. I'm like, this is actually a really good movie. It's actually got a pretty good story. Yeah. Um, so I, I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the songs, like I said, the songs do a really good job of catching you into it. Um, I finished watching Overlord season four. Uh, it's Overlord. It's just goofy, over the top, fun anime series. Um, uh, you know, they have their moments where you're sitting there, then like, like where everything looks like, oh, what's going on? And then like Ainz pulls off this thing. You're like, oh, Ainz is a genius. And, you know, of course, halftime is by accident that he is a genius. So it's it's pretty funny. Um, I'm trying to think because I, I unfortunately I haven't really watched much because I've been reading a lot of manga. Because um, uh, my brother found, uh, showed me a manga app that I've been reading from. Uh, it has like a lot of Korean manga and some uh, other ones on there. One of them I've been reading that I've been obsessed with uh, is called uh, Solo Leveling. It actually just got announced that they're making an anime that's going to come out next year for it. Um, it basically the story behind that is is that um, ten years before they start the, before the story started, a gate to another world opened and poured mana out. And once this gate opened, all these people started developing like powers. Like they like they all like people started awakening powers. They called them hunters. Um, because they would go because they eventually found out if you don't go into these gates and kind of defeat the raid boss as they call it anything that's in there within three months can come out and attack the world so they so you jump to the start of the story the these gates have been appearing for 10 years they pop up all around the world and they rank them from e to s s being the most dangerous and then you have what's called the national level hunters which are like the super powerful hunters the ones that can take on a nation by themselves but they're classified as and the main character is a E rank who has the nickname weakest human, uh, weakest hunter in mankind um, because he's E rank and he's extremely weak. And um, it kind of starts off where they that's find what you really think of him. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but because everyone makes fun of him, but he's like, he's, as they say, yeah, they say he's like, he's, he's faced death so much. But he keeps surviving and he ends up being part of this dungeon. Everyone's like, Oh, he's here. It's going to be an easy dungeon. And it ends up being like a double dungeon as they call it, where they find a second dungeon inside of it. And they go exploring, and it turns out to be this like trap. And he figures it out. Like he starts, he's pretty smart. He actually figures everything out, like how you're supposed to get out of this trap. But everyone panics and bolts and leaves him behind. And because he figured it all out and was able to actually solve it when everyone else left, he gets kind of reawakened. And they say you become a player, where he can now see like a stat sheet and he can start leveling up. He's become the one. Well, kind of. It, it has actually a really good story. Um, because it, it, it's like he's leveling up and he the what i really like about it is he recognizes there's a system that's encouraging him to get stronger and he's questioning okay why is this system trying to make me get stronger what is this system really about so he's as the game as the series is going on he's more it's not like oh i'm getting stronger it's more like why am i getting stronger like what is the system trying what's the system's end game what's it make what's it pointing me towards so it, it's really interesting because he every like there's points where he runs into NBCs and he'll try talking like he can understand them and they can understand him. They like that. He goes, he'll ask me, goes, hey, 
why are you doing this? They say, well, in the back of my mind, I hear a voice saying, kill all humans, kill all humans repeatedly. He goes, did you always hear that voice? And they'll start glitching and go like, go, I I cannot, you know, I cannot talk. I cannot talk. He goes, and then he'll start a conversation over. He's like, huh, the system's interfering for some reason. So it, it gets really interesting because he's trying to figure out what's going on. And they start revealing more and more and more what, what's behind the gates, why the gates are appearing. Um, it, it, like I said, it, and it's, I, it, that's what I've been obsessed with, Scott. It's like 179 issues. Um, they just announced that the, um, uh, yeah, I, I could not put it down. I was, I kept reading it. Which in um, manga is not that far out. There are yeah. some fairly. No, like, like one piece I think is over a thousand issues. Yeah. Naruto, I think went to close to a thousand. Um, but, but yeah, uh, it's really good series. Uh, I cannot recommend it enough. It, it just got announced in the recent, I think it was like a AD 23 or something like that. The big anime convention in, in Japan that they're making a anime for it coming out next year, next year, 2024. Um, so I, but if you want to read it, I cannot recommend it enough. It was uh, solo leveling. Um, the other one I've been really obsessed with is called arcane sniper, which, um, it basically is kind of similar where, where the there's an mno world there's an mno where it's you basically can earn money by playing this mmo and this guy's a military man he's been trained he's like starting to become one of the best snipers in the actual world an accident happens on his base where he gets crippled and well he and this, his cousin tells him hey go to this game you can earn money and he needs to earn like i think it's close to 8.7 million uh us to afford this surgery to help him get healed so he goes there and finds this marksman class and starts like leveling up in there because he was already an extremely skilled marksman. So he's learning how to like the game is so in depth and he's also kind of questioning the game as well because he's doing things. It's like, huh, this game is really detailed because I can actually feel the air and I know how to snipe. And he has like a musket, so he, he figures out how to snipe with a musket. And he's like, and he starts getting these achievements. And he's like, why? What's going on? Like, are there are these stories about like everything that's going on in this world. And he's getting he's so it's kind of like he's like, what are these developers trying to do? And why is why is everything so detailed? And why am I getting all these like kind of special messages? So it's been I'm still reading it, um, and it's still coming out. It's still ongoing. The solo leveling, like I said, is is finished. They finished that series up. Um, so you know, the two, like those are the two I'm willing to recommend. I've read a couple others, but those are the two that I've really enjoyed is solo leveling and um, Arcane Sniper. Um, and then uh, and then both of them are Korean mangas. Um, and uh, other than that, I've been, you know, still playing Final Fantasy XIV. I've been playing uh, SD Gundam Battleground, which, in my opinion, has been one of the best Gundam games to come out in a long while. Um, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's similar to kind of like uh, Raphael, uh, Xenoverse, where you basically jump into historic points in the Gundam universe storylines. And the they actually got the, the original Japanese voice actors for all the series to come back. So like there'll be points where you're like they'll talk to you. They'll be like, oh, they're like because they're, they're like they mentioned before you went like, oh, we're gonna be siding with the Titans. We're gonna be siding like with the AEU in this one. So like you'll pop up and they go, oh, Commander, you're helping us, you know. And like they'll have like a, a break point they call it where you might be doing Double O storyline, but then Amuro Ray will pop up, and they're like they're like we Amuro doesn't realize he's in another universe. They're like Amuro, we're gonna guide you to White Base. Follow us. And he's like, Roger that. I'll follow you to White Base. And you know, so it's it's a fun game. Um, and I have a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I know it's got some mixed reviews because some people say if you power through it, you can get it through with it in a couple hours. The only downside is like a lot of times since it's an action game and it's not dubbed, you sometimes miss some of the conversations because you're dodging on the screen and trying to shoot. You can't really always see what they're talking about. So that that's one of the downsides. And a lot of their downside is um, to get like unlock Mecca, you have to kind of replay maps con- a couple times. 
to like get all the blueprints to build them and to get like special blueprints. So that, those are the only two down points, but it's still a lot of fun. And it, I've been having a lot of fun playing that one as well. Um, and then, oh, I also watched uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, I will say it was enjoyable for what it was. I can understand the people not liking it. I thought it was fun. But at the same time, it felt very directionless. Like to for the larger and for the larger universe, like from what we had going for the initial phase one, where everything was building towards Thanos. And the fact that they've already announced that Kang is supposed to be the main villain of this new phase and they established him in Loki, it, you don't feel any type of connection to the Marvel Universe as a whole compared to the other ones. It feels very much like a standalone story, Thor doing his own little thing, kind of telling the story. And it, like I said, it, it's a fun story for what it is, but it feels a little bit of a letdown because considering, yeah, the Marvel Universe, you want to go in expecting to have like, connect connectivity you expect to have like feel like this is a part of a bigger universe but it just feels very much like it's just thor in this universe with no one else really around and i think that's intentional i think they're trying to disconnect thor from the mcu because they set this one up with a very distinct look forward into zeus and what was going on there so they're gonna they're gonna twang off is what it looks like to me yeah it's like i said it's it considering all the hype we had going in about the about space the space version of avengers having maybe two separate avenger groups having the space marvel and having earth marvel um you know because they've got captain marvel the gardens of the galaxy and you know you can build up the nova Corps. so it, it was very exciting to think about they might have two separate groups maybe have them get together for the big avengers you know villain but it like i said it it was a fun one, but just it does not feel very connected. So it, it was let down in that sense where I, I where it was a fun story, but as a Marvel movie, you kind of have this expectation of it being able to connect, and it didn't have that. Yeah, I found it tremendously stupid and very entertaining. So. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. There, there's some very very dumb parts, but you're laughing during those dumb parts, and and so it, it's you know, like I said, it's fun. But I, but as a Marvel movie, a Marvel, especially phase movie, where this phase has felt very aimless. As an MCU really... piece, not yeah, so much. No, yeah. not so much. Because again, this, it's it, like, a, I know one of the biggest complaints of phase, uh, I think we're in phase four or five now. We're in four, I think. I know the biggest complaints about phase four is, is that it's felt very aimless. You don't really see them going in a certain direction. Like who's the villain? Where are they building towards? It's a lot of standalone movies. Um, like, you know, No Way Home, I love that mo- I love that one. But again, as a larger one, they've kind of built on it with Doctor Strange, where they mention him, you know, Multiverse of Madness, kind of helped establish the multiverse a little more. So you could say that helped build the MCU universe some. With Thor, I don't really feel that. I mean, I get I get the end stuff. They're a new character they're bringing in who's in Avenger. They're going to bring it. I know, you know, bringing him in, I don't want to spoil that if someone hasn't seen it. Um uh, you know, the after credit scene. So I, so it's one of those where it, it just doesn't feel that way. Well, I haven't watched it yet, and I'm, I'm not in a big hurry to watch it, but, well, <laughs> so I will go in with different expectations. Um, from my end, um, well, kind of piggybacking, on, uh, piggybacking off of what you were saying, I, I did watch RRR, um, that's like the third big budget Bollywood film I've watched. So I kind of went in going with 
expectations of knowing like okay it's like okay okay when when there's a bollywood movie you know there's gonna be a like just a random music video here and there that has to get sprinkled in there over and if it's gonna be an action movie like the action is just gonna be like dynasty warriors level like over the top like wait a minute that is not feasibly possible i absolutely love it and i was not disappointed in it it, it was a really fun story um um it was um Going back to the Romance of the Three Kingdoms or Dynasty Warriors like reference, it's a romanticized retelling of the Indian Revolution, uh, the the revolution that took place like when India was trying to uh, regain their independence from the from from Britain, and so it's a it's a romanticized version of like two of the key leaders who were involved in in kind of like lighting the fire. Uh, during that revolution, it was, it, was, it was several individuals, Gandhi being one of them. But uh, this uh, follows like two two of the people who, who were really big uh, uh, key components during that. Uh, but it was um, it was a lot of fun. It's uh, like Eric said, it was like the largest, but it had the largest budget for, of any Bollywood film, and uh, we were just kind of like taking bets and, and uh, joking, like, oh, oh, wait. There's the budget. That's where the budget went. Okay, that sequence. Yep, yep. So where the budget went. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, just go in there with the anticipation of having a good good time. I mean, it's not like an Oscar worthy like performance or anything like that. And and the CG isn't the best that you would from it's from not like, the worst i've seen it's but not it's the not worst, the best but yeah, yeah it, it's not it's not gonna be like groundbreaking or anything like that but still it was so, it was so much fun and it was it was a beautiful piece and everything so yeah I, I i enjoyed it um other thing i watched was the live action version of uh, pinocchio which uh, premiered on disney plus it was okay um, I was interested in that because Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, I got no. 30 seconds into it, paused it, and haven't gone back. So. There's, Abby, there's two different Pinocchios. The one that you're talking about, that one's coming out on Netflix. Oh. oh. Yeah. And so that's, the, and I was about to say with del Toro, like you, when you look at that, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's the del Toro. This one is the nice Disney-fied version. Oh, okay. Is so, there anything produced by del toro is going to be not Disney. you look at it um, yeah yeah when you look at it there's no mistake it's like oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's no disney in this <laughs> but yeah that one's coming out on netflix and it hasn't come out yet um uh but yeah like i said it was okay um don't don't, don't attack me anyone but i mean for what it's worth pinocchio was never one of my favorite animated films as a kid not to say it was bad not to say that it was horrible or anything like that but it's just you know like you have your classics like when you go back and think of like those iconic films that really stood out to you and 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 i enjoyed pinocchio but just never really was like one of those must-haves that i i have to watch but to that end um what they did with it i thought they did i thought they did a fine job with it um now the Tom Hanks plays Geppetto. Um, wow, Tom, per- perfect 
perfect role for him. Like when they said that he was going to be Japan, I was like, well, duh. And and he, <laughs> and he it's Tom Hanks. It, it, it's Tom Hanks. Yeah, and he he just filled that role so well. And the and the uh, the voice actor who they got to portray Pinocchio, absolute phenomenal job. I mean, there is no mistaking that he was Pinocchio. Um, and Jiminy Cricket was a lot of fun. Um, so a lot of those key aspects and those key characters that they got in there were, were done very, very well. And uh, the story was, I don't say it was beat for beat because that that is like one of the things I do appreciate is they, they do enough of the reference to uh, kind of appreciate their lore or, or, or their, their interpretation uh, of the story because, you know, Pinocchio is one of those classics and there's been dozens hundreds of interpretations of it um but they do a little creative like freedom when it comes to like this version which i do appreciate because sometimes if it is like scene for scene for scene a beat for beat for beat you might zone out eventually so they did take advantage they did take advantage of like the live action part and uh not to give too much away but uh, the way it ended was completely completely different um and i'm not too sure hey guys am i still there yeah you came back. back okay yeah as i say it looks <laughs> like we cut out you blissed okay, out for about five seconds and then came back okay because i was looking looking at your screens i was like okay either you guys are really really in tune with what i'm saying or y'all froze yeah <laughs> but um to, but uh to that end it's um Again, it was this. It was a Pinocchio movie, and and it, and it was okay. It, it wasn't bad, but it's it, it it was fun. It was fun. So, um, will I watch it again? Probably not. It I it it, it piqued my interest, and it, and it was fine for what it was. But and again, it's not to say that it was bad. It, it was just oh, it was okay. It was cool. Um, but honestly, that was probably about the only nerdy stuff that I did beyond my usual stuff. I'm still playing uh, Fantasy Star Online. That's I, I guess that's going to be my personal game of the year because that's the game that I just can keep playing and, and it's, it's, it's easy to put in like a couple minutes here and there and then just call it a day. Um, and... Did I start watching any anime? I started watching, rewatching Attack on Titan for some reason, even though I haven't finished that, so I need to get back to that. And I do definitely want to get back to watching Overlord because I'm I'm so behind on that. I'm I'm two seasons behind on that because I did even watch season three. Um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much all that I've been up to on on the Nerdy Planet stuff. Um, and to that end, I guess that is going to wrap up this Nerdy Chat episode. So uh, stay in tune with us a month from now where we'll have another Nerdy Chat. But if you don't want to go that long without us, and I mean, come on, why would you? Uh, you can follow up with us another two weeks from now where we will be starting the final Story by Nerds segment of this season. Wow. Um, yeah, it's about that time. We're, we're getting to the end of the year. 
Uh, but whatever the case, folks, if you enjoy our nerdy chats like this one or our story about nerd segments, be sure to give us a like, heart, thumbs up, stars, uh, whatever positive outlet or source to this podcast that you get this through, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, etc., etc. You know, you get the idea. But folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the Source Nerds Podcast. Hey, I am Rafael and Jordan. Y'all keep thinking big, y'all collect the level. And this is Scott, Abby, and Eric signing off. Uh, Mr. Parkin, how about that final send-off to our listeners? Game of Thrones meets the Wizard of Oz? I think I'm afraid to find out. Yeah, this seems kind of sus when you think about it, right? I mean, I mean, it's an interesting take and everything, but it's like, oh, man. Yeah, it's like, does does the Tin Woodman pull out the howitzer? How does this work? (laughs) I'm I'm more imagining the Tin Woodman.